What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Thinking Right Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Hanoyan, and in today's episode, we're going to go over why Ted Cruz is in the news, some hypocrisy from the left, and my case for why we need to end the COVID-19 lockdowns and open businesses back up. First off, I was scrolling through YouTube today, looking for a nice video to watch, and a video from The Hill came up on my recommended feed. And it had the title of, you know, let me read it off for you. It said, and I quote, Ted Cruz caught flying to Cancun while constituents freeze and die. That That's a scary headline right there. A lot of emphasis on the freeze and die, especially the die. Uh, and, you know, you would think that from the title and from the outrage in the video, especially, you know, there's a lot of anger in this video. I have not seen people this angry at, you know, people taking a vacation ever. I don't even think CNN was this mad when Trump was golfing while COVID was going on. But uh, anyway, uh, it just kind of made me think like from the way they're talking, it seemed like Ted Cruz was the one that like, you know, caused all this freezing to happen and, you know, the wind turbines to stop working, which uh, he, he wasn't. But it just kind of made me think, think about some times where the media didn't cover, you know, people vacationing uh, when they were breaking their own rules. And they did cause, you know, reasons why people were suffering. So I have a list of some of my favorite uh you know, Democratic leaders breaking their own COVID-19 guidelines. Uh, I want to start off by every Republican's favorite, Gavin Newsom. Great guy. You know, recently they reached the signature amount needed to recall him in California. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, earlier last September, he was caught going out to a really, really fancy dinner to celebrate some one of his friend's birthdays. Uh, you know, the plate, each plate there would cost about $450. Uh, you know, he had a great time with, I think it was seven different households was the number that, uh, was confirmed there. There was over a dozen people, uh, which wouldn't be a that big of a problem except for California, his home state, the one where he created these lockdowns was under lockdown and restaurants weren't supposed to be open. And any restaurant that was found to be open could be fined up to $1,000. And also at that time, 15,000 restaurants had already been closed permanently. And over 100,000 employees in the restaurant business were out of work. Great job, Gavin Newsom. Proud of you. You know, breaking your own rules. You know, the Democrat way. Now, next up, we have Austin, Texas Mayor Steve Adler. He uh he attended his daughter's wedding and then went on the honeymoon trip with her and the rest of his family down to Mexico all while his city was under a stay-at-home order. Now, I, I don't know uh, if there was any fines or anything in place. I don't know if he fined himself, but I will say I'm sure there were a lot of weddings that had to be canceled due to the stay-at-home order. 
I don't think a lot of people got to have their weddings, but yeah, if you're you know if, if you create these laws, you can't ruin your uh, your daughter's perfect day. You can ruin everybody else's perfect day, but not your daughter's. All right, next up we have Denver, Colorado Mayor Mayor Michael Hancock. Over Thanksgiving, he traveled to Mississippi to have Thanksgiving with his family after telling residents to stay at home, avoid travel, and have virtual gatherings instead of in-person ones. Uh, at this time, too, you could uh, be fined anything under $1,000 for breaking the social distancing rules. Uh, I'm not, no, no word on if he fined himself, but I'm thinking probably not. And again, you know, he just spits in his uh, constituents' face saying, you guys have to stay at home. You guys have to have Zoom Thanksgiving. And I'll go down to Mississippi and have a nice Thanksgiving with my own family. Nothing like it. And last but not least, we have Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Another another favorite right here. Uh, days after saying, and I quote, getting your roots done is not essential. She was caught getting her hair done at a hair salon. Uh, as you can guess by the quote I just read you hair salons were not considered an essential business and therefore were not open but if you're the mayor the one that creates these rules they are open because your hair is essential because you have to look good for the cameras yes that's actually what she her excuse was um, businesses found breaking the lockdown measures could face $2,500 in fines and up to a year in prison in Chicago. Again, no word if she finds her the business she went to. Guessing probably not. Uh, a little footnote too. Nancy Pelosi was also caught getting her hair, salon done, her hair done at a salon. Not too upset about that one because she isn't directly you know, involved in making these policies, these lockdown rules. However... She was very pro lockdown and to uh to break lockdown to get your hair done, just like Lori Lightfoot. Not a great look. Now, with all that being said, though, I want to say I'm not mad that these leaders they wanted to go out live their life, they wanted to travel, they want to enjoy their family, go out for a nice dinner, or even get their hair done. It's just the principle that they did it while at the same time saying nobody else can. They're telling their citizens that live in their state and their city, you guys have to stay home. It's for your own good, I promise. And then they're going out and doing whatever they want. Like, how are we still okay with this? How is the media not saying anything about this, but they'll go on a a five and a half minute rant about how Ted Cruz is the devil because he went to Cancun while there's snow on the ground in Texas. It's crazy. I mean, it really is crazy to me. But at the end of the day, it's just another example of why we need to open things up. I want to talk about why I'm going to make my case for why I think we need to open things up. You know, at first, it kind of made sense. I know there's a lot of backlash from Republicans, all this, but, you know, it, it, it did make a little bit of sense. We had to flatten the curve, 15 days flatten the curve. We had to make sure the hospitals didn't get overrun, that we had to make sure there was hospital beds for the sick people. 
But that 15 days to flatten the curve, it turned into a month, and then another month, and then another three months. And now we've been in this for, what, nine, ten months? It's just getting to be too much. And there's been so many repercussions from it that have nothing to do with the coronavirus that, you know, the, the Democrats just don't care about. They, they, they have blinders on. They say, we have to stop the virus. We have to stop the virus. Shut everything down until it's completely gone. Meanwhile, there's so many bad things happening around them because of these lockdowns that they just completely ignore. And, you know, that's why I'm making my case today as to why we need to open it back up. So first off, the economic ramifications. Every single day, thousands of businesses in America are closing the doors forever right now. Every day, thousands of businesses are closing forever. That means once we even once we open back up, the, the economy opens back up, we aren't in lockdown anymore. These businesses won't be there anymore. These owners will never have another flow of income from that business that they owned. The employees that they employed will not have the income to fall back on anymore. It's not good. We need to open back up. We need to make sure that these small businesses can stay open. Because quite honestly, like, Without them, we're screwed. We are really screwed. They they employ so many people because, you know, even if the businesses that employ one or two people, I mean, that's one or two people that aren't going to be living off the government anymore once we open back up. And that adds up. You know how many small businesses there are? There are so many small businesses. And even if each one just has, you know, four or five employees average, like that, that adds up really quick, especially when we're at a rate of like what 12% unemployment or something crazy like that. I don't know what it is today, but I know it was up there a little while ago, at least. But that, that also brings So right now, 12 million Americans are unemployed and that ties hand in hand with the businesses closing forever. I mean, these people, a lot of these people don't have a job to fall back on anymore, but you know, some people will, once we open back up, there will be jobs available. We won't be supporting 12 million people, you know, taking unemployment, living off the government. You know, like, especially we've been, the people that aren't on, on unemployment too, like they're extra screwed because what have they got from the government? The $2,000 so far to live for a year. I mean, that's, that's not cutting it. You will cut it if they have an income. If they go to work every day and they get, they get money, they get paid. That's going to be a lot more valuable than, you know, there's the stimmies, stimmies coming on. And there's so many more ramifications too, that aren't even economic. I, I think the economic ones are really covered that, That's, those are ones that the Republicans really hit hard on a lot of small businesses closing. And you know, one, one more thing I also want to talk about there is these Democrats, they want to impose a $15 minimum wage coming out of a pandemic where you know, six over sixty percent of small businesses have closed, and they want a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Like that's just going to increase that number exponentially. Like the businesses that are still ha- like hanging on to dear life, you might as well just like come up to the edge and just push them off at this point. If you're going to make a fifteen dollar minimum wage coming out of a pandemic, it's it's not going to work. You should, there's no way that these people are going to be able to pay fifteen dollars an hour. If you want to 
talk about that down the line. That's fine. But that is not something we should even be considering right now. We need to get people back to work no matter what. We cannot be increasing the wages that we like these business owners have to pay right now. And I don't think that that's another thing, too. I don't think the Democrats realize like the, when they think $15 minimum wage, they're thinking like Walmart. Walmart has the money to, to pay $15 an hour. You know, like these people at Walmart, like they're making nothing. But all these people at the top, they're making a bunch. But what about the small businesses? Like you've already destroyed them. You already have them falling off the edge of a cliff to make a pay $15 an hour to employee. Just like I said before, you might as well just go over and push them off. You guys hate Walmart so much, but I mean, if if you guys want to keep these lockdowns going and you want to put push the minimum wage to fifteen dollars, that's all. That's all that's going to be left is is Walmart, McDonald's, Amazon, these huge companies. Anyway, back to why we need to stop the lockdowns. There are a lot more ramifications other than the economic ones. A big one is uh, the CDC reports from May 2019 to May 2020, 81,000 people have died from drug overdoses in the United States, which was accelerating due to the COVID-19 lockdowns. I haven't been able to find any uh, numbers from the full year of 2020, but the CDC was very explicit in saying these the rate was definitely accelerating because of like during the COVID-19 lockdown period. And, you know, if the CDC is saying it, I mean, that's who we're supposed to trust. So why is nobody talking about that? Why why are we just ignoring that fact that, you know, drug overdoses is definitely being becoming a huge problem? It already was a huge problem. It's becoming even more of a problem because of these lockdowns. Like, you know, people they're in their home. They have nothing better to do. Like that's a dangerous spot for somebody, especially if you're already addicted, much less people that are becoming addicted because of it. But another thing I found really scary is a study found that over 2020 suicidal thoughts in young adults have gone up 15% to 25%. So it started at 10% at the beginning of 2020 which is already bad enough, and then has gone up to 25%. That's one in four young adults have suicidal thoughts. That is a huge problem. Like, one in four young adults, like, we got to think. Like, these kids can't go to school. They can't do anything because of these lockdowns. They have no interaction. They have nothing. They're just sitting in their room, playing video games, nothing. They're just looking at Instagram, like these kids need to go out, be around people. They need to be able to hang out with their friends. They need to be able to go go to dinner with their friends, go to the movies, have all these things. Instead of just sitting in their room every day doing the same exact routine, hating their life. And if you look at all Americans, not just the young adults, 6.5% have these suicide thoughts. I mean, that's that's really scary. I, I could I was trying really hard to find numbers of actual suicide. I couldn't find them, but I can't imagine that this, the number of actual suicide deaths has gone down during this. Like it has to be going up, especially if there's a 15% increase in these suicidal thoughts in young adults. Like these lockdowns are having huge, huge, 
huge impacts on these young kids. Negative impacts, by the way. And in the same study, it showed that 75% of young adults are struggling with at least one mental health or drug-related problem. 75%. That's three and four. That means if you're like you say you're in a classroom, all right. I'm in college. I have classrooms, you know, usually about 20 to 30. Say I have a classroom with 30, 30 people. That means almost about four of those 30 are struggling with at least one mental health or drug-related problem. So these are huge problems that we need to be talking about instead of just saying, well, we need to stop COVID-19. They're like, these Democrats have blinders on. They just say, we need to stop COVID-19. They're like, people are dying. And they completely ignore everything. 75% of young adults are struggling with at least one mental health or drug-related problem. That is insane. That's That's not okay. And I, I understand we need to stop the virus. Like, I get it. I know it's killing people. I know a lot of people are getting sick from it. But lockdowns, we have to be able to think of a better way than lockdowns. Lockdowns are not the way. We need to trust the people. Like, we can't have just one person say, oh, we need a lockdown. And then they can do, go do their own thing. And then everybody else just has to suffer. We need, we need like... Leaders that don't care about all this, they don't care about the power, they don't care about any of this, they just want to educate the people and let the people make their own choices. You know, we, we need to educate these people that instead of just scaring them and saying, oh, it's killing people, all this stuff, we need to let them know that it's really not that deadly if you're young. If you're above 65, though, it's very, it's very risky, all right? Like, probably a lot better idea for you to stay in. But, you know, if you're a young kid, I, it's probably not that big of a risk. If you're you know, in your 20s, 30s, it's not that big of a risk to go out, hang out with your friends and stuff. I mean, you might get some symptoms, but it's also a very high likelihood that you're going to recover. I mean, at the end of the day, it just really comes down to, I think we need to just stop with these crazy lockdowns, this authoritarian lockdowns, which the, iron, the irony of this too is they've said, you know, Trump is this authoritarian fascist thing guy for so long and now they're the ones that have these authoritarian lockdowns they're you know attacking people they're shutting giving you know shutting down their opposition's voice it's just really ironic to me that's not the point though but anyway we need to stop the lockdowns we need to get people back out living their lives normally so they can you know just get back to where they need to be without the government you know giving them what they need. People can, you know, live their own lives. They can figure out their own things. You know, if, if we educate them without these stupid politics involved, we say who's at risk, like what the risk is, where you're most likely at risk to, you know, contract it and things. And we let people make their own decisions. I think we're going to be in such a better spot, both economically and mentally, not even to mention, I mean, like, with these things that we can all, we can even have, you know, the social distancing, the mask things. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll compromise on that, but we need to open up. You know, we can slow the curve or stop the spread, whatever it is while we're also open. I'd like, I know we can think of a creative solution instead of just one side saying we have to shut down everything, everything that's not essential. We're shutting down. And the other side saying, just open everything up, screw mask, screw all this, just open everything up. We need to educate the people. We need to have somebody 
you know, that actually knows what they're talking about, that can come up with an actual plan, actual research backed on like who's at risk, what's the risk, where are you at risk, all these things, educate the people and let the people decide. If I want to go out, I want to go to a party, I want to go eat, I want to go to the movies, all this stuff, I want to take those risks, I think I should be able to. Like, why is my governor, I live in Michigan, Governor Whitmer has had these shutdowns going since March or April, I don't even remember, May maybe. Like, why can't I, why can't I make these decisions for myself? Like, why is she deciding for me? Like, if I want to stay inside, I want to be careful, I think I should also have that right to do that. But I think I need to have the right to go out and live my life if that's why I choose to. I digress. You know, that's my opinion. I think we need to, we need to stop these lockdowns. You need to educate people on the risks and all these things. And we need to let people, you know, choose what's best for them. Let them live their own, their own life. It'll, it'll just help everything. I promise. But that's all I have today. Thank you for tuning in to the Think It Right podcast. And I will see you next time.